Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. The Gospel of today is a... Actually, a gospel of self-evaluation. Who do you surround yourself with? Who are the people that you have sort of entrusted and put in your circle? Who are the people that you would say and call friends? Are they people that are actually bringing you to Jesus? Or are they people that are, you know, just there, satisfy the loneliness, fill a void, Are they people that are pushing you towards the kingdom of heaven? Or are they people that are, just again, there in your life? And when you see in the gospel reading today, you see these friends who make every attempt possible to bring their friend who is paralyzed to Christ. Like actually when you look at the the ancient architecture of homes, Like, they say that this house was, okay, surrounded by, like, straw or clay. And then what they would do is when they would construct a home, they would put, like, a layer of straw or a layer of tile or, like, clay. And this clay was, like, really dense. It was, like, thick. It wasn't, like, just, oh, we we have this image that they just kind of went, they brought their friend up to the room and they, to the roof, and they removed a bunch of straw. But no, like, it was actually a thick, dense layer of clay that was overlaying these homes. In fact, what people would do in the old days is they would actually use it as like a belacona. Like they would go on the top of their roof and that's where they'd eat, that's where they would gather. It was a very like dense roof. And we have this like perspective that it was just a little thing that these friends did to bring their friend to Christ. But no, I want you to put yourself in this situation right now. You're sitting, and it says that, look, there was no room to receive them, not even near the door, because so many people were gathering to flock to see Christ. And these friends, you know, are desperate to bring their friend to Christ, and they get up on this roof, and they bring tools with them, or something. I don't know what they used. You know, maybe they had a pocket knife or something because they were accustomed to carrying something. And imagine you're sitting, listening to Christ, and then all of a sudden you see, like, dirt falling from the ceiling. And you see, like, this commotion, and you're really trying to focus. Like, you're really trying to focus. Like, you're standing before the Son of Man. Like, you're really eager to listen to the message that Christ has. And then all of a sudden, you see the roof break. And all of a sudden, these people drop this guy through the roof. Like, we don't know if the, the hole actually was, like, small, or it was, like, big enough for him to go, like, horizontally or vertically. And as I'm sitting and reading this, I'm really moved by the, the desperation that these friends have to bring their friend to Christ. And I guess the question of even before you ask yourself, who am I surrounding myself with? Ask yourself, what kind of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? Are you bringing people to the kingdom of heaven? Are you pushing people towards eternity? Are you the type of person that when you hear your friends gossiping 
or when you hear your friends criticizing, or you are seeing your friends going on a journey that you know is going to be bad for them, are you the type of person that is going to, like, stop dead in their tra- stop them dead in their tracks and encourage them and bring them to Christ? Or again, is it a relationship of convenience? And as I see these friends today, I see really the heart of actually what the church ought to be. Like, all of us ought to be friends to one another. All of us ought to be yearning to bring each other to the kingdom of heaven. We shouldn't stop at just the people who are here. We should be thinking about the people that we grew up with. We should be thinking about the people that once were in these doors. We should be thinking about the people that once sat in the same pews next to us that maybe we've forgotten. And somehow, we've lost, I wouldn't say all, many of us, including me, have lost this mindset of mission, this mindset of, I'm here on this earth for a period of time, and my, my purpose on this planet is to bring as many people to the kingdom of heaven with me. Like, if you knew that your final destination was this great, great, great island, and there was a free pass to go to this great vacation spot. What would you do? You, you know, Egyptians spreads like wildfire. Ya habibti, fi discount for Costco. Ruhi, shofi, gibi. Like, you know, when we find out about a discount in Costco, we're so quick to tell our friends about the discount in Costco. We're so quick to tell about the deal. Ah, I know this guy who sells cars, and they're really cheap. But imagine there's this free, free, one-way ticket to the greatest and most glorious of places. And we have the ability to share with every single person that there is this glorious place that awaits every single one of us if we accept it. And all of a sudden we say, you know what? I just want to bring me and my, like, my immediate family. Like, that's the most I can do. Just me and my husband, me and my... And we stop there. We don't have the mindset that we are willing to do everything in our power. You know, the core values of this church are what? Worship, discipleship, and what? Mission. Mission. That we are not satisfied with just those who are within the four walls of this church. We are mourning over the lost sheep of Israel. We are mourning over all the people that have this free one-way ticket to the kingdom of heaven accessible to them, and they choose that they don't want it. Who are your friends? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you? What, what type of friend are you? Are you one that really cares about your neighbor or your friend's eternity? Or again, is it a relationship of convenience? When you look at the remainder of this passage, you see that what? When Jesus, said, when Jesus saw their faith, when you look at the Lucan accounts, the Lucan account says when Jesus saw their faith, even in the Mark account right here in 5, it says when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. Not on the faith of who? The paralytic. It was on the faith of the friends. This is the only miracle actually recorded in the scriptures that's on faith of someone else. Like, why? It shows the power of a community. It shows the power of the people around you. It shows the influence that we have. In fact, most of the time, our relationships are relationships that bring us down. Not relationships that the Lord will say, on account of that person's faith, I will forgive you. So I want us as a church community 
to really ask the three questions today. Number one, what kind of friend am I? Number two, what kind of friends do I have? And number three, if I am a real friend, do I care about the eternal dwelling place of my brother and sister? And if I do, if I do, then what am I doing about it? Finally, I said earlier as we offered the lamb, I said there's so much brokenness in the world right now, and I want us to be offering up this liturgy for, for those who are struggling in the Middle East, in the war-stricken Israel-Palestine conflict. And even our perspective of war, like even when we have this like self-centered, narrow perspective, we sort of see these atrocities that are happening in the world, and we don't care. Our hearts become numb. Ah, nobody's going to solve this conflict. Peace in the Middle East, that's something that I've been hearing about from when I was born. But no, we ought to mourn, and we ought to pray, and we ought to ask the Lord to bring healing to these places. In the same way that these men asked the Lord to bring healing to their friends, on account of maybe our faith, on account maybe of our faith, the Lord can bring healing in the Middle East. The Lord can bring healing to all the struggling, war-stricken communities that we see. Please, my brothers and sisters, don't think that we are the center of the universe. Please don't for a second to think that what happens in 11911 Braddock Road is all that exists. There's far beyond these four walls. There's far more people that the Lord wants to minister through you. So may the Lord give every single one of us grace. May he give us his heart. May he give us his eyes to see the brokenness in the world around us. And may he give us the capacity to be good friends and to surround us with people that we can bring to the kingdom of heaven and can bring us to the kingdom of heaven with them. Glory be to God forever. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.